Rise to Offend, a podcast that explores people who rose to offend in society and the end result of it. I am your host, Petra Speich, and this week we tell you part two of the story of As They Lay Dying, a band that truly succeeded the hard way and earned its place on top of the heavy metal world by putting out amazing records, touring nonstop, and treating the fans as equals before a whirlwind fall due to founder and frontman Tim Lambesis. At this point, founder and frontman Tim Lambesis has pled guilty for solicitation to commit murder on his ex-wife Megan. And now the fallout of his career and all those closest to him is in effect. His band members and fans are left behind, and now the rehabilitation process from his actions for everyone is upon us. For whatever reasons people may have, like perpetuating the sensationalism of our lives was destroying me because I couldn't I couldn't work past the hate that I had, and I couldn't I couldn't be like free of being reminded of it. So I was like, dude, I'm done. I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna do any more interviews. And I never did. And so we toured and it was positive. And then on my birthday, Tim dropped an email. You know, he was like, dude, I'm out. Um, it's been a long journey, a long process for me. And um, I just really want to let you know how sorry I am. And my response was like, dude, no, I know who you are. You can never tell me who you are. Like, you've proven it to me over the years who you really are. And um, I remember a friend called me that I, I like, went through a lot of this with, and I told her, I was like, Tim's out, and we've been trying to live our lives away from the fear that this day is, like, bringing, you know? So, um, you know, I told her, she told somebody that was close to her about it, and that dude was drunk on a cruise and said something to some people, and was out again. Like, I couldn't contain it. And so at that point, I was like, dude, I can't even talk to my friends. And I think... I always knew who you were, and my hate for you grew every day because I knew that now you were out, you were going to do something, and it would never end for me. And um, it like manifested itself in actual, like physical pain. You know, I was like grinding through my teeth at night, and like had genuine medical issues because of it. And and so I just tried living my life peacefully flying under the radar. We were working on music. We were working on the venue, doing band stuff. You know, and I, I still couldn't get away from it. I, um, I couldn't go to a show without somebody, like, tricking me into showing up on their podcast and goading me into a statement about you. And I tried so hard. I was like, dude, I don't want to say anything. I wish I could just disappear. And I tried to say the most. And all of that still like fed nothing but pure resentment for who who you were and who you made me become. And this week, joining me again, uh, Rice to Offend founder Brandon Guchan mm. and Jocelyn Sharp. Hi. So at Tim's trial, eventually, this is going to go to 2014. He changes his plea from not guilty to guilty. His bandmates were all there in the courtroom for the sentences, so they were all there still. We were angry. We were upset. We were disappointed. We were sad. And it just... Part of the reason why we chose not to say anything is because, you know, for as much as we've been around and to see, you know, so many poor decisions and just actions on his behalf, like, we just never felt like it was, it was our place to try and, like, speak negatively of his character. And we still have no desire to. The whole, the whole point with, with Tim now is that he just, he just needs, he needs to figure out a lot of things and he needs, 
he needed help in, in, in a big in a big way that was beyond anything that any of us or anybody else around him, his friends or family, could could figure out. So it's just still not our place to try and try and put him down because he's made himself look pretty bad already, you know, and he's he's ruined a lot of people's lives, you know, in the process. So we just didn't really want to say anything because we didn't really have anything to say. Like everything that was coming out and everything that people were hearing were what was happening. And then Tim gets sentenced to six years in prison. So such a short amount of time. Six years for soliciting a murder. So and a lot of people kind of kind of felt that at the time because there was nothing that showed in this case that Tim wasn't going to kill his wife. (laughs) And so Tim is now going to jail for six years. As Alay dying, obviously we're as a culture assuming is over. The other guys in the band, there's a black cloud over the story, the legacy, everything to do with this band has now been torched. His sentencing, he broke down crying, you know, with the judge, uh, apologized to Megan um, and his kids, who he lost. He lost his entire family for She for, got full custody. Yes, completely. Yeah. And um, You don't so say? All that... <laughs> 50 50 yeah. it'll be fine <laughs> all right look we're just gonna go say with the murderer on the weekends kids that's it all right? <laughs> so during the time in house arrest while he was waiting for his sentencing he did a interview with ryan downey for alternative press and then that interview after the sentencing hearing where he broke down and cried and and apologized and took responsibility and owned it that interview came out and in that interview he owned nothing yeah in that interview he showed how narcissistic he truly became. Yep. He said sorry in a backhanded way. Yeah, he twisted he, it around to meet his own agenda. He blamed the cops. Yeah. You know, he, he, he completely showed the, what, the opposite side of what was in the court. And that aired right after the sentencing. So it was not only a slap in the face to Megan and all the guys in Azalea dying, but it was to the fans as well. Because in a way, this thing was set up to be released after they saw how much time he got. And then it showed that, no, this guy is pretending to care, but he's still blaming other people. Yep. For him to be in that interview and say all those things, that those tears were crocodile tears. Totally. And then the thing is, though, is when he was in the, when he was crying in the courtroom, he wasn't crying about what he did. Mm-mm. He was crying about what's coming his way. Yep. And that's and that's when you know when somebody's not being sincere at all. It's not too far fetched to think that somebody who is willing to calculate like a murder, you know, that, that that person is always also mindful of misusing and abusing a public platform. To speak, you just have to be aware of somebody like that, and I just think that it's something that should be approached with with trepidation. You're just out of it at that point. Like, dude, are you are you serious? This this is coming out now after the heavy day we had in the courtroom. Like, but that the sentencing was brutal, man. It was it was very emotionally draining, and we had just gotten out of that, and that thing had gotten released, and it just it, it was it was his attempt to just point a finger at everyone else, you know, to to blame Megan for not handling, you know their divorce that he instigated very well to, to blame, you know, his, his drug dealer to, to blame us, you know, and, and saying things like if we would have pulled him aside, maybe he wouldn't have gotten, maybe he wouldn't have gotten that far when, you know, we know, we know that we had tried to help him many times, but even in the face of that, it's not right to just say all these people are responsible for this poor decision that I made. And that's what was hard. It was like, dude, after all this time, you still can't be accountable for your behavior it, it, you know, it's just, it's just to me, it was disappointing because it just showed no, no sign of, of change. And I, um, I was really, really bummed out about it. And I was super bummed that we even had to say something. It's the amount of steroids that Tim Lambesis took for us to noticeably say in an eight months to a year time, this guy 
went from you know uh, Tom Green to Arnold Schwarzenegger. All that steroids when when they tested him, he had the testosterone of a ninety year old man because he put in so much steroids. Sheer narcissism. Right. So all that was occurring. And now at this moment, you're going to jail for six years, even though we think that sentence is light. I I still don't agree with that defense because it's like the yes, soliciting your wife's murder is a consequence of doing the steroids. I I can I can buy into that. I can buy into that. But you still did the fucking steroids. It was your choice to begin with, to make that part of your life, to be that person. So I don't give a fuck if they if that that shouldn't have any weight in what you did, in my opinion. I get the defense and all that, and I get that that's their job, but I just feel like you chose to do the steroids knowing fully, fully, everyone knows the consequences of doing steroids. It can change who you are. It can fuck you up. It can give you road rage. It's going to shrink your balls. It's going to fuck with your entire life. Like, you know that, and you still chose to shoot them up. So you need to deal with those consequences. And six years is not enough. We didn't want to continue on the the band's name. Like, in spite of everything that Tim got in trouble for, like Tim, you know, the attempted murder and, and everything, like in the stuff that he needed to work on, it's just like, man, this guy was the singer of the band, and he wrote all the lyrics, and he just is a part of it. And I don't think myself nor the rest of the guys would have felt comfortable continuing to play those songs live, continuing to use the name when it just it wasn't, it's just not what it was. And we would rather just do something entirely new that that feels right and that our hearts are in instead of trying to salvage whatever, you know, whatever we could from the past. Tim is in jail now, guys. Um, nothing is coming from the Tim or the Azalea Dying Camp. The only thing that the first thing we hear from him, because at this point we have to consider that he's getting rehabilitated. The first thing we hear from a Facebook po- post on Father's Day, he says, Happy Father's Day, hashtag missing them. Mm. Talking about his kids that he obviously was... You know, oh, I thought maybe you might be talking about steroids. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I lost all my gains, bro. It's really gross that he would like try and gain sympathy. Why? Why would you put that out there when, in essence, he did throw them away or give them away yes. by trying to kill the mother? When you are that egomaniacal, you know, like when it's just like when you are when you are on that level, all you care about is what is just trying to win people over. So it's like putting out a cheap message yep. like that. It's like, obviously, you know, the dumb people are going to be like, oh, he misses his kids. If you actively want to communicate to somebody that you miss them, it's like a girl who, like, breaks up with a guy and then is, like, on Facebook passive-aggressively posting, like, don't know what I'm going to do without him, hashtag missing him. Mm -hmm. No, you go to that person and say, look, I miss you. I don't think that we did. If you're doing it on Facebook, you're doing it for fucking sympathy. Right. Man, that was, was, I think, just the, the resounding sentiment amongst everyone. It's just like, let everything that's happening just kind of play out and just not focus on on those things because we're ultimately we're involved in it but it's not part of our lives but all things considered even even the past year like it was definitely a challenging year you know professionally having having our our careers pretty much just compromised in the way it was and also some you know some personal things different guys in the band had going on but you know at, at the end of the day i mean w- there's still so much for us to be like i guess just thankful for and we I think we're, we try and be pretty positive guys and we we live in a, a beautiful place, you know. Like, I, I was surfing all, all last year because I was home a ton. You know, I, I have my house. Like, I, just, I don't know, there was so many things to be happy about. And we were working on music. So even though there was a lot of things that we could chalk up into the, like, man, this is kind of a bummer category, 
like, I don't think we ever let it just, like, truly defeat us and, you know, bring us down. So myself and the rest of the guys are doing just fine. You're doing that to get sympathy from your fans. You're not doing it to let your kids... Your kids aren't on the As I Lay Dying Facebook page. Right, right. So the remaining members of As I Lay Dying did form a new group called Woven War. Now, the next thing, that they were putting out video teases of a W and a lot of things to set up their new band, Woven War. Then, apparently, Tim Lambesis, before they actually released the name of the band or who the new member was and all that stuff, Tim Lambesis wrote and released a statement without the consent of the other members of As I Lay Dying, and he wrote the following. There have been a lot of questions from fans over the past year, and we'll hopefully be able to provide more answers over the time. However, this update is, is only to address things related to As I Lay Dying's future. Originally, we said we update fans as soon as we knew more, we apologize for not sticking to that. It seemed best to wait until definitive news came with a specific timeline. However, in the light of speculation on other sites, an official update from As LA Dime seems to be the best way to clarify something. A good starting point is to clarify some things that have been falsely reported. Tim was not a Christian at the time of his arrest, nor was As LA Dying a Christian band in 2013. It hadn't been for some time. And to the best of my knowledge, only one of the people playing in the band even claimed to be a Christian at that time. The changed view had been written about in a handful of Azalea Dine songs, and Tim's later atheistic view had even been documented in court records. However, it doesn't make as sensational a headline to refer to the arrest of the ex-Christian metal subgenre independent artist as it does the Grammy-nominated top 10 selling Christian rock star. He's taking it upon himself to to do things that in our minds were, were just, I don't know, just kind of like crazy just to, to, to make statements on behalf of us. Yeah, and, and, he, and he definitely succeeded in that, but he only succeeded in that to the extent where it's like, you know, somebody, if somebody's saying something that's, that's just not true and it negatively affects you, you just, we, we had to say something, we had to respond. And it was, bothers me so much that we even gave into it, you know, but it's like, you can't let this be out there. Like, I, I couldn't imagine us, you know, putting up another Woven War song or putting up another, you know, studio update, knowing that somebody challenged our character or tried to make light of a situation that they created and make themselves look like the victims and blame everyone else when really there's there's truly victims in this situation that nobody knows of and they are 100% victims by by his, you know, by his activities and everything. So it's just it was just wrong and I, I just it sucks that we even had to say anything because we would rather have just focused on, on the music and what we were doing and, and the future. But we, we were, it was just instigated, I think, in those two instances. And and now, you know, has come, the time has come where we, we have to talk about World War. We have to, like, try and promote this record. And so, you know, these questions and things that people want to want to know about, you know, that's something we're going to have to address. So What pisses me off is to build your, your pyre on the the shoulders of Christianity and then to go, Oh, well, we're not Christian anymore though. So that's a, that's a, this has nothing to do with what the fuck we're talking about. Right. Whether or not you're Christian doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. Like you're literally focusing on something that means nothing. Mm-hmm. Like you're just pointing out that you're a fucking hypocrite. And that's all you're doing. That, and on top of that, it sounds like he's trying to bring the other guys down with him. Yeah. yeah. To continue a statement with all that said, we don't know 
how each musician from the previous era of As I Lay Dying will think about these topics in the future. For example, Tim has spent much of the last year reevaluating what originally convinced him to abandon belief in God. I have gathered that after much brokenness and repentance, he sees things differently, considers himself a follower of Jesus, someone submitted to the will of God, or whatever you want to call it. And this is him writing it. Yes, this is... This, this <laughs> I is, love He's it. the only person with access. Yeah. Um, so it's just him. That's for him to talk about when he's comfortable, and only time will tell if he is sincere. What is certain, though, is that it's impossible to face the events of last year's without being changed in some way. Let's let the guys focus on future music, and hopefully the headline-driven press will leave this issue alone and will give some clarifications. It is such a black-and-white mentality, Christianity, is, and even based on that. And it's just like, if you even are that person where you're like, oh, you know, what about like this? Like, this just doesn't seem to be fair to me. I don't know. In that mentality, you know, like, because I did have that black and white mentality for a long time when I was a kid, and you just, you automatically assume that that person is not, they're not like you, and they don't have the same, they don't have the same values and morals and all of these things, and it just all, they're, they're, they're living a lifestyle that is, you know, in complete opposition of yours because they're not 100% in support of it. You know, like somebody say, like, oh, he's such a good dude, I see him at my church every Sunday, like, that should mean nothing. You know, he's, that doesn't mean that he's, all of these things and not any of these things just means he goes to church on Sunday. And what's crazy is that, you know, when Tim took it upon himself to tell everyone that like, you know, that, that, oh yeah, none of those guys are Christians. And, you know, I wasn't a Christian. I was doing all this stuff because I just didn't have any sort of like, you know, spiritual foundation or anything. You know, kids read that like young kids who just don't know any better and are like, oh, so these guys don't believe any of those things. So they're all of these other things, you know? And, And the reality is, I'm the same person that I am now, and I'm the same person that, you know, or the same person that they probably met three or four years ago. The only thing that changed is what somebody, you know, the label somebody put on me. And because of that, like, kids will either choose not to support our band or not even listen to it because they straight up think that we have changed as human beings because of that one thing. And that just, it's just sad to me. Uncertainty ahead. As a late end, was originally founded owned by Tim, and then eventually the ownership was shared with Jordan about six years later. As the only official members, and neither would like to move forward at the moment, regardless of the upcoming sentencing time, which is still yet to be determined. There has been enough communication to establish some differences in opinions about what to do is in the distant future. That keeps Azalea Dine's future in limbo. The hibernating version of the band is just the official band owners, which means Azalea Dine is Tim and Jordan. This is based on the uncertainty of the future, including who will be performing with the band when, if that time comes. There have been nearly 20 guys who filed the vacant bass or guitar positions in Azalea Dine history. The current setup is definitely not a closed door on some of the ex-members talking in the future, but it just makes sense for now that Azalea Dine is only Tim and Jordan. <laughs> it's just like what? What are you talking like? This he's just talking in circles. Yeah. And he's basically just trying to say, look, the other guys in the band didn't really contribute as much as Jordan and I, so we're just going to run with these two guys as the. And he keeps repeating and that over is, and over. It's now, like who cares? Keep yeah. in mind, this is being delivered. As they're teasing their new bands. Right. So this is put on the page. That's what I'm getting as at. As they're he's, delivering this. So he's deliberately He's intentionally them. sabotaging this. They're his yes. friends, his so-called brothers. Because in his head, uh, any band Those, without him. Right, exactly. Those guys would be nothing without me. That's yeah. what's going on in his head. And right now he is taking full, he's taking full advantage of that and trying to take them down with it. That's the saddest thing. It's fucking gross. It's the saddest thing in the world. And the first individual conversations we had were mainly me listening so that I could better express my 
you know, my apology for the, the ways that I hurt them. Like, I guess what the concept I talk about is like ripple effect of there's the obvious wrongdoings that I made, and then there's the little ways that they sort of spread out beyond that and hurt people in, in so many ways that like I, I really wasn't entirely aware until I got home and those conversations kicked off and then and then I was able to sort of better understand what they've been through and, and I think more sincerely uh, apologize because of that. So he's only been in prison for a short time now and this is what he's posting. And then he goes on, like I said, Woven War, they're putting out teasers. We don't know the name of the band. We know it has something to do with the ex-members of Azalea Dine, and then the reveal right here is that the vo- their vocalist is also a former Christian, like his new bandmates, and was is the guitarist for player for O Sleeper, Shane Blay. They'll have to stuff to release through Metal Blade relatively soon, which will be an exciting, interesting combination given the band's more radio-friendly sound. So he pretty much stops the record label Metal Blade and everybody from teasing this record from doing the promotion that they wanted to, and he puts that all out there. So that's within the first, let's just say, six months of his sentence. So What happened in 2013 wasn't like the start of like you know the, the end of our relationship. It was years before that. And finally it was like when this happened, like as terrible as, as it was, I felt like a sense of relief that like I don't have to do this band anymore. Like I don't have to be so angry about a lot of things that are going on. You know, going through that and then being like, well, what am I going to do? What are you know the rest of us going to do? And we kind of, you know, just set out to keep doing music however we could. And it just kind of, when you went to jail, it seemed like kind of like a peaceful period for us that we didn't have to deal with you and deal with any sort of manipulation, um, didn't have to resent you. But every little thing that came out, whether it was an interview after your sentencing, it was just like all of us were like just fueled by this hatred of like, God, like even when you're not in our lives, we're still being affected by it and we'll continue to be affected by it. That's where we're at right here. So Tim hasn't shown any growth rehabilitation. He's showing the exact same person that went into jail. Do you guys agree? Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. I, he's Again, he's a he's an egomaniac. He literally uh, took all the wind out of whatever they were working on. Right. Yes. He undercut them on that. A hundred percent. I mean, that's sociopathic. It No, it is. He's got some kind of mental deficiency that doesn't allow him to empathize with other people. Partner that with egomania. And now you have this guy who literally cannot shut the fuck up. He cannot keep quiet if somebody else might have a scent of success. Right. Hicks said this about Tim. You know, it's just, it's going to it's gonna be one. It's going to be filed in, under the drama category. But hopefully people will listen to it and understand that the intention behind everything was never... To, to be a part of, of such a dramatic, you know, thing. We just kind of got pulled into it. And the next post from him, from Tim, while Woven War, so the Woven War record comes out, fantastic reviews, everybody loves it, their, their debut record, self-titled. Metal Blade's behind it, they're pushing it, they're pushing it. So Nick does many interviews during the press release of this first Woven War record, excellent record. Um, they tour their ass off on this first record as well, but the success is not reciprocated from As I Lay Dying. It is starting over. That Christian scene is not there anymore. That scene is not there anymore. They're not the youth energy. They are starting over. They cannot... They're older. ...replicate. <laughs> Even though the record's amazing and the songs are just as good as in As I Lay Dying, Shane Blaze a good frontman. Doesn't not, matter. They're not replicating Mm-mm. what people want, which is As I Lay Dying. They realize this early on, and Phil, guitar player Phil and Nick, now have issues as well. So before Woven Roar releases their second record, once again, Tim Lambesis comes into play. 
They cannot escape him. They cannot get away from him. They can't do anything. Any interview they do, it's only about Tim. Right. So Woven War is a secondary thing. They can't walk around. He has clouded their lives. He has ruined their lives on so many levels. They're just bit players in the Tim Lambisa show now in their lives. Exactly. Right. So now before their second record comes out, Phil decides to walk away from Woven War. So, you know, it's, it put a lot of strain on other relationships, like amongst us as well, because like Nick and I weren't exactly like, you know, we didn't really process our problems either in like in the most responsible way. So our relationship was de- de- deteriorating. In 2000s, when we were recording Modern's Dead, Phil had kind of, the way Phil had chosen to handle things was he kind of bounced from the, yeah, like positive work, like let's all stick through this together. And he withdrew and, and handled his own problems in a way that alienated him from our lives. Like he took off from from the band, from the venue, from a lot of other things that he should have turned to as as support, like the true things in his life that were there for him. And he bounced. And I, all of that hatred that I had towards Tim was now shared with Phil because I just thought we had each other's backs, you know, and I was like, man, this, you know, Phil is, is gone and he's doing his own thing and I resent him for it. But ultimately this is Tim's fault. Like Tim, Tim did this to him, you know? He did record the record. The re- record is called, crazy enough, Honor is Dead. So their second record, Honor is Dead, is now released. Phil walks away. He does another band called Poison Headache. Next time we hear from Tim, once again, Happy Father's Day. And then after that, after the Happy Father's Day, the next time we hear from Tim is that he is now suing... A prison medical team for $35 million because gynecomastia. Gynecomastia is when a man develops breasts because there's excess estrogen in his blood. Mm. It's probably from years of steroid abuse. He's probably completely and totally fucked any kind of uh, parasympathetic system in his body that controls hormones. So they stopped giving him the medication that he thinks was required to stop it. His hormones are all fucked up, so he gets moved. But that's also your fault. You're the one who did fucking steroids. And by suing for $35 million, does that tell you that there has been rehabilitation? No. no. He that- still thinks he's the victim. Yeah. He is still thinking he is a victim after he tried to have his wife killed. If you have any kind of moral backbone whatsoever, you would have some kind of regret or remorse. Yeah. Wouldn't you? I mean, like, I can't begin to tell you, like, if you were really sorry about something, I mean, really sorry. You wouldn't be focused on the fact that you had moobs. I just can't believe he is still stuck on this, trying to get, like, it's not his fault. It's, it's so 100% his everything, fault. Everything is your fault. Everything, Tim uh, Lambesis, everything that you have and you go through is your fault. I tried as hard as I could to just, like, I'm going to stay busy. I'm going to do what I'm doing. And I couldn't escape it. And we were... You know, I would try and talk positively about positive things in my life because I didn't want my attention to be brought back towards something that was pretty painful. And I remember, I, like, I did one interview that I was, like, really stoked on. I was like, man, I'm talking about all these things. Like, these are all the meanings behind the songs. This is how we got here. 
there was just a little bit at the end where someone asked me what I thought about the lawsuit that was also big news, you know? And I said that if that's the same, if that's who Tim is still, then he will, ne he will never change just as I always thought. And that's all that got out there. That was like, you know, forget whatever I had to say about anything else. This is, all this dude is about and all he has to offer, and this is all we care about. And so the next time we hear about Tim Lambesis is because uh, George Lynch, uh, drunk on a cruise, does tell everybody that he's out. So he only did an abbreviated sentence of like two years plus some more time, and that's it. Yeah, so yeah. Nancy, like yeah. He had an IQ of 160 guy, had a yeah. brain like a freaking vice. I mean, I was just like, every, I had every freaking argument out there, you know, and he just, <laughs> he just was able to really kind of battle every argument because he had every counter argument prepared in his mind. He'd yeah. studied so hard. Right. As silly as his argument was. And anyways... Uh, he just got out of jail for attempting to kill his wife. Did you know that? No. There's a guy who could argue Christianity beyond anybody I've ever spoken to in my life. I had these very heated debates with this guy. And uh, uh, then he, he had this beautiful wife, and then um, he discovered and steroids. Went completely off the rails, abandoned his family. His wife threatened to divorce him. Yeah. He hired an off-duty cop to kill her. Yeah. Okay. Um, he recently got out of jail, destroyed his band. They don't have a pot to piss in now. They're all right. struggling. So anyways, he's out. He's got a mega record deal. He's got a book deal. Everything's lined up for him. He's, I mean, he's going to skate through life. Everybody else is suffering. His wife is living in fear. My heart Sentence. hurts for Megan. My heart hurts for that woman. You can never sleep. She, there's no way she can ever sleep well. She know. I mean, if he he was on the path to ending her life, and now he's just out there drinking Starbucks and eating grilled cheese, like that's not fair. With a million dollar book deal, yeah. And she's taking care of these children, who I'm sure she loves, and she's trying to be a good mother. But at the same time, she lays her head down at night, and every noise, I can't. Yeah. So when this news comes out, obviously the metal world is what it, all in shock because the Tim Lambesis story is the as I lay dying story is one of the most infamous stories out there. The biggest scandal we've you know, had in 20 we've years. Had in a long time in the middle world. So, I can't think of one that tops it. No. No. True through and through. Yeah. There's everything's validated. This mm -hmm. is the biggest scandal in the past two decades, I think. At this point, from all the press that we saw and from everything we heard, his actions, his words, his posts, it doesn't seem like he's rehabilitated. He'd done an abbreviated sentence. Um, so a lot of things aren't playing in his favor as far as like as Ellie Dines return. I remember around Thanksgiving 2016, I got a text and it was, you know, like, this is Tim, uh, really sorry, I apologize for so-and-so, but there's a lot more that I think could, could be better said on a conversation. And initially I was blown away because first of all, I had no idea that you were out and I, I just gotten off tour with Woven War, you know, it was the holidays. Um, I don't know, you know, I thought, a lot of me thought it was a joke. Somebody like playing a joke on me. Um, <laughs> I spent a couple of days like debating with myself, like how I was going to respond to that. And I hit up Jordan being like, dude, I got a text saying uh, it was Tim and that he'd like to talk to me on the phone. And you said that you'd gotten one as well. And we both didn't really know how to process that. So a few weeks went by and then, um, I finally got up to the nerve to text him back and I told you that, you know, at that time I was not really prepared to have a conversation yet, but that I would think about it. 
So the next post we get is just activity, which makes everybody assume that Ezley Dine is going to continue without the other guys in the band and that Tim's going to put together a new band to do that. And he definitely underplayed a lot of a lot of the contributions of everybody else in the band. You know, we you know that we built that band just as much as he did, but I mean I, I think that maybe when you're in a position like him, you, you your mind goes into a million different places and things and it seems like he's kind of thinking along the same lines as he, as he always has and who knows what he's going to do but you know in our hearts we couldn't have we, we couldn't and wouldn't want to do that band without him but i definitely don't think it's reciprocated and that's fine you know we just we're just different types of people and then we receive a full statement now we receive his official apology which comes out in 2017. So here's the full statement that he released. And he released it not in a video format, which I think would have been much better. He did it via social media. So he did it like on a Facebook. And here it is. Words cannot begin to express how deeply sorry I am for the hurt that I have caused. There is no defense for what I did. And I look back on the person I became with as much disdain as many of you likely do. First, I apologize to my former wife and remarkable children for my appalling actions. It's not a single day that goes by where I don't wish I could undo the damage I caused. And out of respect for their wishes, I will not discuss anything else about them now or in the future. I also ask anyone reading this to promote healing for them by respecting their privacy and defending them from any negativity or anger which should be directed towards me. I was the sole offender and the only one to blame for everything that happened. To my family, I apologize for the trauma you faced and may still feel. This is an ongoing sentence many of you serve because of me. I am so sorry to my friends who were betrayed by everything I hid from them and all the hardships I caused people who used to work with me. Bandmates, road crew, managers, attorneys, agents, label people, and more all had to suffer through many unexpected changes because of my actions. While they were dealing with the aftermath of my arrest, I responded towards many of them with bitterness that I should have directed towards myself. I know that I can't undo the animosity I brought their way, but I hope to mend what I can now as time goes on. To the people who looked to me as an artist, I let you down in so many ways. I try to show my best side to the public while feeding an ugly, growing monster behind closed doors. I wrote lyrics about the person I wanted to be rather than the person that I was. I was living a life that lacked empathy and viewed everything through a self-motivated lens. I cannot say for certain what life looks like going forward as so much is different now and I'm still learning. Music always has and always will be a part of me and has helped me get through the darkest parts of my journey. However, this apology is not a part of promoting anything. Rumors circulate and that's something I've learned to accept. But this apology is just that an apology to everyone around me. I remain silent to the public since expressing remorse at my sentencing because time seemed like the best way to promote healing. Today marks the first opportunity to freely apologize without any motivation to gain favor from the courts as I have now completed the entirety of my legal sentence, including the completion of all parole probation requirements. Let it be clear that no amount of time served can right my wrongs. I do not feel deserving of a second chance and am not asking for anyone's trust. The way many people feel about me makes sense and only time will tell if my future actions line up with my remorse something i pray for every day in the last five years the ripple effect of all my actions has extended further than a written statement can address thus i will continue to apologize in both words and actions moving forward thank you for reading tim when i first got in that program that's when i was first able to like use a phone on somewhat of a regular basis and 
I got that privilege like right when I saw you guys were about to like do a bunch of uh, of Owen War stuff and so I, like, I didn't reach out immediately because I was like, oh man, like it's like almost di- di- disrespectful timing, you know, like, to just be like, hey, by the way, like I know you're dealing with like tons of new things going on, and, and by the way, I'm just gonna like drop this like big bomb in your lap, you know, and so I I was aware that the timing that that tour ended and that was partly why why I chose to like you know first get in touch then because I felt like okay these guys got some time to like be at home and and maybe digest because I knew it's like a lot of heavy stuff you know. So the statement, he is very apologetic. He takes full ownership. He puts it out there for everyone. We've already dealt with what was happening prior. At this point, do you guys buy it? No. 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 No, No, because if you're really sorry, you would go the fuck away. Yeah. You'd go the fuck away. You would not ask your friends to return. No. How how could you? You ruined their lives overnight. You took them on this ride of of huge success and put them on this pedestal and had them living this life that they dreamt about, and then you took it all away because you were selfish. If I were guilty of a crime that he committed, okay, I would cut you guys out of my life immediately because I would not want you to go through the scorn of being around me. You would know that. I would know that. You know, so... So immediately, right away, the guy's full of shit. Here's this, this thread that's running through this entire story that I have the biggest issue with. And it's, it's a huge debate among true crime fanatics on the internet is that this is, you know, when you attempted murder, right, you get, you get a lesser sentence, you get a little bit easier because you didn't actually succeed. Well, what the fuck would we be talking about if Tim Lambesis wasn't talking to an undercover cop that day? Right. What if he was actually talking to a real hitman? Where would we be? We wouldn't even be having this conversation. And the fact that nobody considers that, the fact that, go, that it's all about like, well, he didn't actually kill his wife and he just tried to hire somebody, but it was just an undercover cop. It's like, there's no, no, there's, there's no way around the fact that if he had succeeded at what he wanted, that that woman, that poor woman would be dead. Exactly. So when I heard that you were getting out of jail, it wasn't like all of us were just on edge our community was on edge of just like, what is this guy going to be up to now? And, you know, not, not just our local community, but the music everywhere, because we were all touring around and people would, our friends in other states, countries would be talking to us about things. Like everyone was just, what is going to happen? I tried, like we all tried avoiding those things as much as possible. And I just said, I will never do that band again. I will never play music with that guy again. Um, like, why would I? Why would I do that? I was already enjoying playing with other musicians that weren't, you know, putting a strain on my life. So it wasn't until, I mean, in all the emails that you had sent for the, the years after your sentencing or, or before the sentencing and after, like, I'd say, don't talk to me. Like, I don't want to talk to you. You were definitely the most direct. Like, and if, if you'd actually said very kindly, but you were basically like, dude, go kick rocks. Like, I don't want to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. You know, and, when, and I appreciated the directness of it. But I also, like, wanted to express... Because I, I was becoming more and more aware of all those areas that my life had affected yours. And so I wanted to somehow be like, well, I don't want to, like, be overly ambitious and try to, like, insert my way into your life. But I do want to at least be able to properly apologize for if it's healing and helpful in any way, you know? Totally. And there was that one email I remember responding. Like, I was like, I'm glad you're doing good. Like, you, you know, seems like you're picking your life back up. But I don't care. Like, I, I, don't, I don't want to get involved. I yeah. guess it wasn't that I didn't care, but, like... Yeah. I don't want to be involved. This statement was put out on December 17, 2017. And then he did get married. They did put out a teaser clip. And that's when speculation of him actually reuniting with the core members, Josh, Nick, Phil, and Jordan, 
the clip was about 45 seconds long. Everybody was looking at the, it didn't show anybody's face. The reveal happened about a week later where they put out the single, the track, My Only Grave. revealed that yes somehow the band had reunited forgiven tim and they are now officially an active band with all the members and then the band it's like dude how can you sit there and enable someone like this how can you how can how can the band even want to get back together with him after those comments after totally killing any kind of momentum they had while while promoting wolven war this he obviously showed them all that look if you're not going to be successful with me i'm going to make sure you're not successful at all he has done that he's proven that He's that type of person. The, the backlash, when the way they revealed this without putting out a press release, just putting out the song, and then eventually from pressures from people like, like Jamie Josta, Tim Lambesis did a song for his solo record. Jamie Josta did a song on his Author and Death Machine record. So they are tied by doing things together. You know, I wish I knew that uh, you were in contact with Tim Lambesis from As I Lay Dying because I have feelings about that whole situation. The verdict is still out if this is a good idea. And I I wish no ill will upon anyone, but when you commit such a heinous crime and then you come out and you don't make a statement from the band, the band that everybody in the band was like, I'll never jam with this dude again. He ruined our lives. I mean, I shouldn't say everybody in the band, but some people in the band were greatly affected by this. Obviously, it ruined the band's career. I just found it interesting that these guys would not only go back to jamming with Tim, but that also no statement like, oh, he's a changed man, no evidence of him being changed. And we'll give Tim the benefit of the doubt. I'm not saying people can't be rehabilitated. I'm not saying that people don't deserve a second chance. I just haven't seen anything yet. And so when I see people following along blindly, you know, I've dealt with people close to me in the past that had drug issues that became criminals. Some were rehabilitated, some went right back to doing the same shit they did before they were in jail, before they were caught. I don't want to see that happen with Tim, but I just, I'm coming from a different place with this whole thing. And I'm not going to just follow blindly and go, oh yeah, dude, welcome back. And, you know, you see with other situations where people were acting really fucking shady in, in other industries, like you look at Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey's not making movies right now. He doesn't have a Netflix show. What we do is a gift. What we do is a privilege and it's got to be earned and it's got to be earned back if you fuck up and you hire someone to kill your wife i'm I'm like the only one who sort of come out publicly and saying you know hey hey not just yet not just yet oh well the the song is a statement huh okay Interesting. All right. And and to each their own. If you want to support it, if you if you can separate the art from the person, that's fine. But you you are in a different position than I am in. And let's be let's be upfront and let's be honest in that, okay? The stage is sacred. I worked my whole life trying to treat people decently. 
try to be a good guy. You don't just get this privilege and this honor and this gift back after an abbreviated sentence and without really a statement from the rest of the band or your ex or your kids saying, you know, we've forgiven you. If that was the case, maybe my opinion would be different. Ash Alvinson from Sumerian Records. These guys are the ones that called out not just Tim, but the band for how they handled this. Like nobody would notice that they're back together. Like this isn't a huge deal for not putting out a press release. And Metal Sucks refuses to ever give the, the website we work for. They refuse to ever give Azalea Dine any coverage again. A lot of people in this community have blacklisted them. What publicists are they going to sign with? What record label are they going to sign with? Who is going to jump on this Azalea Dying train? And that's an answer we don't know right now. But we do know that they somehow forgave him. He was the vocalist, and he, he was the guy that everyone identified with. You know, kids, so many kids looked up to Tim, and, you know, we, that was never lost on us. And for us, we never, we had never gotten to a position where, you know, over the past several years, we're like, oh, somebody, somebody needs to go, you know? It was just like, man, these are everyone's personalities, you know? Like, I have my quirks, like, Phil has his quirks. Everyone has their quirks, and you're just like, man, like, we're just in the most involved situation, like, involved relationship. And granted, he started to get, like, Tim started to kind of, you know, really get out there, but we always just try to be professional and, and make things work. And so it's like, man, I mean, this, if this person's going to keep on doing what they're going to be doing, like, how do we... Like, how do you coexist with somebody and, and not let it destroy the, the you know, this thing that we, we built? And we, we, I guess we always just try and find a way around circumstances that we don't understand. And for us, even though I think all of us were getting pretty unhappy towards the end there, we would, we would never get to a position where we'd be like, oh, like, this guy needs to be replaced because, I mean, that's, that was our singer, you know what I mean? And even when, when, all, when he got arrested... It, we never even gave two thoughts about continuing on as late dying with him, you know, even the, or without him. Even though, you know, we we wrote all the music and we you know we had performed every, written and performed everything across the last several as late dying records. It's just it would have felt unnatural either either before or after to think about not doing it with him. So things got things got tough personal like personality wise towards the end but all of us were just trying to make it work but you do understand why maybe they did not do press because of all oh i'm sure yeah. of all the backlash well, that because they that's all it would have been was backlash the so, reason why they didn't like this mm-hmm. is because they wanted to avoid any questions right. because and, they're just all they're doing right now is justifying it yes. they're just justifying what they want which is what they want is they want to get back into making music and they want to get back into making money making music which i'm not faulting them for i'm not faulting i'm not faulting any of the members outside of tim lambesis yes. for wanting to make money making music yes. i get that but my thing is man is look you had your time in the sun your lead singer and writer and founder of the band tried to have his wife killed now, why don't you just focus on Woven War and keep on doing what you like? Right. You know, but instead, the fact is, is somehow, some way, this snake oil salesman. Fucking Voldemort came back from exactly, the dead. And and got, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And got them all, you know, and somehow found a way to, to pull on whatever kind of sympathy strings that, that are, I mean, obviously, Tim knows what strings to pull on these guys. I mean, personally, I would be afraid to be around I would be someone afraid. who could manipulate me that, sim- that easily. And that's, that's and what sure, he did. He manipulated them so fantastically. Yeah. They came out just 
proud that they're back exactly and i'm sure they feel like they weren't manipulated i'm sure they feel like no we found it in our hearts to forgive him you don't know him like we know him it's the same exact thing a an abused wife says Mm -hmm. about her husband that's beating on her i'm scared for them yeah the fact that there's even discussion about whether he's sorry whether he's okay whether we buy it there doesn't need to be one because if he was successful there would be a woman who is dead and children without a mother and it's terrible you know like immediately after i've been arrested I went into this mode of just like, how do I kind of survive this situation? And, and you hire people and you find the best attorney who's, who knows how to put together the best defense. And you have all these people, they're all speaking on, on your behalf, but the, the mentality is like defend, 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 you know? And I think I've definitely bought into that and, and, and that influenced person I was like awaiting my sentencing, you know? And then there was the person Nick had all those hard feelings about he was right in so many ways because literally leading up until the actual sentencing, you know, that, that was the timeline of when I had said all those things, you know, and then those things have been said and recorded and, you know, to come out sometime later after my sentencing, then my sentencing happened in that moment in the courtroom was true and genuine, but I didn't have an ability to like follow up with it in any way. And so the way that Nick viewed it made absolute sense to me when he explained it to me. And I was like, I, I, I get that because how insincere does that seem? You know, that I'm in tears in this courtroom, yet, yet you read this statement by me that says something opposite of that, you know? How do you guys think Tim Lambis has convinced them? My thing is, is those guys were all on a much more personal level with Tim at one point in their lives, at one point in their career. They probably noticed that when he, probably, when he started doing all the, the steroids and, and all of a sudden this huge change took place with him. And he is religious again. And he's religious again. So it's like, and again, the crux of religion, the crux of Christianity has always been forgiveness. Yep. So I'm sure that he used that. I'm sure he used He's that a as a crutch. Man. Exactly. I'm sure he used that as a crutch. He knew what these guys were capable of doing. He knew he knew that these guys, if they were Christians themselves, like true blue Christians, they were like, look, you know, obviously you strayed down the path of evil. You veered, you know, you, you're back on the right path now. And now all we want to do is support you. And they're looking at the benefits from it because, look, we already saw what happened without Tim. Not very good. We could try and do this again with Tim, but a new Tim. You yeah, have to I, sell a new Tim. You have to sell a new Tim. And my thing is, though, is how do you get that new Tim across to the people that don't know you? My thing is, is with the fans that are actually supporting this band still, like, they're like, oh, fucking rock, bro. Like, no, man. Like, to me, it's it, to me. Now, to somebody like me, I'm like, all that guy's doing. It's is fake. Just, it's fake. It's like all he's trying to do is just build this perfect picture of him himself and unfortunately there are a lot of people out there especially in the christian community that will immediately follow it mm-hmm. because again that book the the whole idea of the book is forgiveness and honestly i know as a as somebody who's who grew up with a lot of hate in my heart that yeah forgiveness is always the way to go about things but you have to have a line yeah and they and these guys didn't Fools have the forgive line. everyone yeah it's not, it's not okay. If it, I just don't buy it. I don't buy being born again and, and embracing the Lord inside of you and then going, let me go back to making this music and doing this thing that's full of hubris and I, got me there in the first place. I buy it with consequences. With, like you said, if, if, if Tim came out of jail and he wanted to have a relationship with those four guys because those are his brothers... I, I can buy that if he doesn't ask them to rejoin his. Yes, yes that's yes. my point. That's if my point. If he's like, guys, I would like a relationship because I damaged your lives and you and I, I, I think I can be good. But I cannot ask you to ever step on that stage with me again because of what I did. That's my 
that that's what I have to right. you know I pay could, the price. I could buy it the same way yeah. too. If he's just now, if he just wanted to make amends, that's one thing. But for him to go to have them put on to, to, no, to for have him, them for him the to stage. drag them into his mess. That's what I'm saying. He's dragging them into his mess. Then there was such an unbelievable sense of relief after my sentencing of like defense is no longer in my vocabulary. Like I don't I don't defend what I did because there's no good defense for it. You know, and it was this like this moment where I was just like when I finally do speak to old friends and when I speak to the guys, like, I'm not going to try to defend what I did because they're, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, I, all I can do is just make amends where possible, express my remorse, and try to, like, like Nick had talked about doing for some years, just put my energy into something positive, you know? And that was, even if we didn't end up working together in a band sense, I just felt like if, if we can shift to where we're able to let some of this, like, some of these feelings go to where it becomes a positive thing, you know, and I don't, I, I genuinely for like a, a long period of time just never believed that we would end up being able to work together, like I, because I knew that all the feelings and baggage were there and I just felt like I'll just give it my best shot and see what happens, you know, but the last thing I ever wanted to do and the last thing I want to do now is like try to defend what I did, there's no defense. The fact is, is like how, for how long did Tim plan this, plan out this murder? Okay, so yeah, even if it was a week, even if it was a week, I mean, I'm not talking about a split second decision. It, like this, this definitely he had plenty of time to think this through and, and go, you know what? I don't want to do this, but he still went through with it. So that's number one. Then number two, he goes into jail four to five years later. He finally decides to issue an apology. This is after he fucked over his friends in the band. This is after this is after he tried. He made a mockery trying to sue the prison system for thirty five million dollars because they don't have the right medication to keep his to keep his pecs from looking normal. You're the one that did that to yourself. Yep. You're not supposed to put that shit in your body, yet you still did it. Now, again, you're going to try and find another way to take the blame off of you. And then this. Wah, wah, and then I'm a victim. This. Exactly. And then this. It's this guy has shown me time and time again that no matter what. He is incapable of being at fault. And with people like that, no matter how charming they are, and I'm sure, I am sure, if Tim Lambesis were in this in this room right now and we were talking to him, we'd probably walk away and go, man, that was a cool guy. Yep. What a nice guy. Yep. Because he knows how to work people. That's what makes people like him dangerous. Yep. A hundred percent agreed. You had enough chances. You had a million chances as you were walking around that gym asking people if they knew someone Mm -hmm. who could do this. You had a million chances to go, you know what? This is some crazy shit I'm thinking. I'm not yeah. going to do... I can't kill my wife. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I can't mean, kill my wife. It's like, look, I've had plenty of thoughts that popped into my head, and then, you know, maybe an hour, a half hour later, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad. Well, and it's even on a smaller scale. I'm glad scale. I didn't beat that dude's ass or something. Right. It was, it's it just would like, be like punching that. someone. Yeah, it's exactly. not even murdering someone. Right, right. You're like, I want to walk across that room and slap that bitch across the face, and then I'm like, okay, well, calm down. Calm down. You probably don't want to do that. Yeah. But this guy went through with it. Yes. Because... Because you have to be a certain type of person. I don't care how much the, the, the steroids affected his thought process. You still have to be the, a different type of person to have that kind of follow through. When you know you were doing something that wrong, that selfish, there is no way you can justify yeah. and act like that and go, you know what? I did the right thing there. To say I out, did the right to, thing. To say out loud with your mouth, I want her dead. Yeah, I want the mother of my three adopted children dead because she caught me cheating on her i feel really bad i feel really scared for the other band members because i do believe that there is there is something complicated there that we'll never be able to understand
understand having somebody you love do something like that. They're there. I totally sympathize with the fact that they had Again. friendship and love and, and all these other things built into it. And, and I don't think that maybe, I think there was probably genuine friendship a long time ago, but I think that Tim used that against them. They and are he, victims. Yeah. They are victims. They are all victims. They're and, victims. And right now that they, they, we are from the outside looking in, we feel like we are seeing victims and the abuser win. Yes. 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 I was expecting something from you, but what I got from you was not what I expected. When I saw you publicly own everything you've ever done, I didn't know what to think about it, because it, it was the last thing I expected. And I remember thinking like, okay, no, he's, the other shoe's gonna drop next week, you know? And um, it never came. And it was at that point that Around that time, like a few weeks later, that Phil hit me up and was just like, dude, can I, uh, can we just like talk, you know? And I hadn't spoken to Phil in maybe like a year and a half and there was real like resentment and separation there between us. And I remember meeting you and just seeing you and seeing like somebody who was my friend and bandmate and like somebody that I shared so many experiences with and you just, you said you were sorry. You know, you had your, your way of handling things, I had mine and, um, that, that was all I needed, you know. I, when I felt the release of forgiveness, when, I, when, I, when we had it and we reconciled, it helped me learn so much about myself and how I actually never processed it. I never handled anything. I just distracted myself over the years. So that experience, along with Tim, like, respectfully reaching out to me over the years and then him publicly apologizing but not following up with anything else, just gave me a little sliver of doubt. I was like, what if, what if it's true? What if the person that I've, I've demonized this entire part, this entire journey, somewhere along the way, he changed? What if, and I could I can let go of this sooner. So when Tim did reach out and was like, hey man, I know, he always was hitting me up and was like, dude, you're probably not into it, but if you would like to meet up with me, like the offer still stands. And so I finally took him up on it. And when I met up with him, I, I, it, it wasn't very positive at first because I was like, look, I've seen you say you're sorry. I, you've said it how many times, but if, when has it ever been real? You know, if you were sorry at this point, then why didn't you do this? You know, and it was nothing but like genuine remorse on his end and taking responsibility for everything that he's done. And I was watching like every question I, I had for him, I was staring straight into his soul, looking for any hint of inauthenticity. Because I was just like, I know that this is a trick. And I didn't see it. And when I, when I finally like, let my guard down, who was standing before me was actually someone who was genuinely contrite, like remorseful and could never take back what he did. The fact that he made victims out of really good people and all of us that were close to it were also hurt. And the people that still supported him that still loved him were also hurt by it. You know, seeing seeing the the emotional toll that it took on his his parents who didn't deserve it, it was I think far more rehabilitating than actually just sitting in a, a prison cell and being gone in prison. So that's what it took. It took all of all of those years, him facing punishment, the consequences for his actions, living living in the ruin that he made for himself. And also acknowledging that it would never end. You know, it, what he did was very public and it could never be forgotten. And it shouldn't. But that's part of what he has to endure for the rest of his life. But when I saw who he was 
and who he had genuinely become, I let go of that, and I wanted to let go of it, because I had never handled it, and I, I let that pain and that hurt and that hopelessness, I let it became, become my life force in the form of hatred, and I used that as my strength for all those years, but it devastating me on the inside we'll see how this story pans out uh I, i'm not exactly sure in a perfect world for me if, if the world is just and good and the universe has balance for those three little babies and megan tim lambesis will go every day looking in that mirror and knowing exactly what the fuck he is that's that's what i hope because i can't ever support that band again knowing no. that there is a woman out there who is a mother and a good person and tried everything to just have a good life and do something nice and she ended up yeah. because she and he wanted to kill her because of his own hubris and his own mistakes because he knew yeah. i had an affair she's gonna yeah. take everything in the divorce it is a catch-22 because if this guy goes out there and ends up being successful she's gonna get a ton of his money from through child support through alimony and you know, and then obviously she's going to be able to live a little bit of a better life, but she's going to be living a little bit of a better life knowing why. You I don't know mean, I, mean? And I, it's I like, don't think she cares about that. I can't imagine because I know if I put myself in her shoes every day, I would wake up fear. Fear would be the underlying tone of every moment of my life. Well, I, 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 you're supporting him is supporting her still. That, those that, kids. That's what I'm saying. Like he is, he is just again being bolstered that what he wants, his desires are okay and everything's fine. Totally true. And as much as I want Megan to have a great life, I'd rather he, her eat top ramen and be safe and happy than have to live with Tim Lambesis out there in the the world knowing that there was a person out there who wanted her dead i want to thank my guests this week brandon gooch han and Jocelyn sharp for joining me make sure you follow brandon on twitter facebook and instagram at your buddy gooch and Jocelyn sharp at Jocelyn sharp for twitter facebook and instagram also please subscribe and listen to us three every monday on the metal sucks podcast and once again a quick disclaimer for everybody out there we are simply telling the story of as they lay dying and in no way want to discredit them or their music please make your own decisions and check out their records and projects as they lay dying and woven war morally make your own judgments and please do not allow us to sway you Again, we are simply telling the story and respect all the members and their achievements. Email us any questions, comments, or a figure that you would like us to cover on this show. Rise to offend at gmail.com. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook at Rise to Offend, and Instagram, Rise to Offend Official. Please rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe today. And until next week, repeat offenders, the RTO Podcast, signing off.